Welcome to Chad and Steve Have a Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to bounce back from an underperforming video. Yeah, it's it's my Halloween video we're talking about here. <laughs> and we have a new feature called Channel of the Week. Ooh, what channel will we feature? And we'll be talking about the pros and cons of YouTube sponsorships. Are they a good thing? Do they kind of erode your channel? Or are they just simply out of control? All this and much, much more. Well, the highlight of my week is hearing that introduction. Because this is my favorite hour of the week. I just, Hello. I, I love that we have that bit. It's, <laughs> it's never going to get old except to everybody but us. That's right. And it's already pretty old. It is really. Four I'm, or five times. It's in. kind of no. overstayed. It's welcome. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'll use this opportunity to bring up one thing. I was looking at um, uh, one of our videos, one of our podcast videos on YouTube. And I was looking at, uh, we, we got the little uh, emoji uh, characters of us, like our little car caricatures yeah. of ourselves. They look just like us. Uh, aside from they both have brown hair, and someone pointed out that we're both perhaps salt and peppery, or like there's possibly more gray in our hair than is being truly represented in our uh, in our emoticons. So perhaps we might want to actually fix that. I'm sure it would probably just be a color fill. You can just do a little <laughs> bucket fill on the, the hair because it's very brown. And <laughs> I, for one, am, am mostly gray. I'm I totally gray. Really good lighting. Well, I'm totally gray, but I, I fix it in pre-production rather than in post-production. <laughs> <laughs> you put a filter on? No, <laughs> yeah, it's called, it's called once a month meeting with my hairstylist. <laughs> well, welcome back to the podcast. Steve, what's going on with you? You know, I was reading this article. We were sitting here, right, just as we were going here. We were we were fussing around with Zoom, and it was like, why isn't it working the way it's supposed to work? So we just restarted it, and now it's working fine. But I was reading this article the other day. I was like, is the Zoom honeymoon over? Are people just like finally just tired of it? Because you know, like at the beginning of the pandemic, everybody was Zoom, and it's like the article was kind of okay. We've seen everybody. It, you know, this is talking about people who normally work in an office, and right. Okay, it's it's no longer really that funny to see people with their cats and their kids interrupting and everything. Now it's like, okay, can we get back to business? No one cares about a fancy background anymore. <laughs> people are barely dressing up, barely putting clothes on for the most part. Combing your hair, who cares? That's right. Right. How do you like my Halloween shirt? Uh you can see that. I just gotta say. A, it looks like the cover of a children's <laughs> storybook uh, from like 1977. Uh -huh. And it says, let's summon demons for those of you who cannot actually see this. <laughs> Where do you get a shirt like that from? There's this, uh, I think, I think that the website is Threadbare. I've had this shirt for a while. I usually just wear it to the gym and because I like the reactions I get from it. But there's an artist who, this is his specialty. He does these they look like, you know, ABC children's books, you know, but they're all these like dark themes to them. And I just love how just the, that juxtaposition just, it just kind of cracks me up. It's like my Halloween video this year. I you remember I told you I was using that, that copyrighted song, yes. which of course was the, the Brady Bunch, not the theme song. It was Sunshine Day, you know. That's right. And I just, when I heard that song, I thought, what would be funnier than, than Sunshine Day playing and, and I'm like, you know, skipping around with, with Satan, or in this case, it was, it was Stan, the, the neighbor of the beast, you know. And so, it actually just looked like you with a little bit of marker around your mouth. <laughs> well, I was, I, I froze the frame for a little while. I paused it and I zoomed in and it really it looked like that other character was you. <laughs> I put a lot of time into that effort, into that makeup effects huh i like the approach of the uh, it's like the evil spock where it's like instead right. of like doing anything just put a goatee on and then you know it's the evil version of spock it's my, so. my low my low rent halloween videos you see, i was i wanted him to i i was all i had was just a bunch of just dumb gags and so one of them was devil devil food cake i thought that would be funny if stan came over and brought a devil food cake i'm like I'm not going to make a cake or go get a cake just for this one gag. So I just cut out a piece of paper. On, okay, that's a cake. <laughs> and I actually was very self-aware of mentioning how uh, high quality your your production value is over there at Woodworking from your mortals. Well, and it, it's a good thing that nobody watches those videos because... 
<laughs> I'm not making any money off of that one. That's well, some sure. people do. 162 people disliked the video. Yeah, you should see like the, the unsubscription rate. I always like to check my Halloween videos and see what the unsubscription rate is, which is funny that people decide to unsubscribe because they kind of know what they're getting into if they click on this video. I, it's weird. I, it must just show up in their feed and they're just like, all right, I've had enough of this. I've lost 72 subscribers because of that video. And it's not like you do this on a weekly basis no. or a monthly basis. or like It's not like you force anything else into your content on a regular basis, which is like, oh, I also want to do this interview show or I want to do this other thing. It's like once a year, yeah. you like putting in a little... But maybe that's also becoming part of the whole thing is that the people have to dislike it now. Yeah. So even if you like it the thing is to dislike it only the cool kids dislike it right remember when it became cool to boo john cena like that started oh, right, right. like it became so, like yeah. it flipped 360 so perhaps that's where it. you just own it at that point yeah yeah but they funny. come they come flooding back as soon as you start talking about woodworking again i'm assuming oh yeah see and that's the funny thing about it is that and you know there was a little project involved in it so it wasn't just you know, there's those woodworking. I mean, we're really, well, there nah, actually there's no woodworking in that video. There's <laughs> no woodworking at all in any of them. Well, actually, well, no. Well, so I made the little course. Blair Witch Project, little stick, you know, dolls. They're like little voodoo dolls or something. I don't know what they're called. But so that was, that's, I try to have a project involved in those videos. But so here's my strategy. And this, I think this works pretty well. It's worked for me over the years. When I post a video that I know is not going to get a lot of traction. I have one waiting in the wings to just like hardcore woodworking video. <laughs> and so that's what I did. And so I, I did the Halloween one. And then two days later, I shot this uh, video on my speed lacquering technique. And granted that the title alone is, is enough. And the fact that I misspelled finishing on the thumbnail of that, and it's still there. I meant to change that, but there's, it's missing the second I in finishing. So, so it's just, just like finching <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of people called it out, called me out on that in the, the comments. I was like, Oh crap. All right. Oh, well, well, whatever. Maybe I'll just leave it. Who knows? But anyways, though, so that video, so here's the contrast that the Halloween video was my least viewed video out of the past 10. You know, you, you've got that yes. thing in the analytics that shows you it's like it, your video is underperforming and it, it was you're crap. 10 out of you 10. it's like youtube just beats you over the head with this you know and the little the little paper airplane is kind of like going i know downward. if they, if they could have a sound going, effect you know. it would just go bop, bop, bop. <laughs> the price yeah. is right losing money yeah that would be it <laughs> so 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 then two days later i posted you know this is like serious hardcore woodworking 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 and yeah it goes number one so that's number one out of the past 10 so it just it balances out the world is back in sync and that's, that's how you handle these things you do one crappy video you follow it up in this case it wasn't a crappy video but you do a video that people aren't going to watch you know historically and you just follow it up with one that they will watch and that kind of works so long as you actually think about that because they all can't be zingers every so no. often you need to release something well, for the sake of releasing something whether it means exactly. something to you or it needs it's the right place right time for this type of video or or you're also putting something out there which will do well years kind of or, or yeah. like at least you know over the course of time as opposed to like right out of the gate with you know your immediate subscriber base and i think it's important to i mean really the lesson behind this is really i'm sorry i, I keep hitting this microphone I, i'm sure it's probably sounding on the where i'm still trying to learn microphone skills <laughs> we're learning our podcast we're, we're all learning this together as we go I think that the the lesson here is no matter what kind of YouTube channel you have is kind of stay pretty much in your lane for the most part. Do what your audience kind of expects you to do. And if you're going to deviate, deviate a little bit and you can start to steer the channel and you can take yes. variations and everything, but always come back to kind of that main thing. Whereas like in this case, it's just like a total deviation. So I was expecting, you know, low view counts on that and everything. At the same time, I think doing those once in a while is a blast because I'm super proud of that Halloween video. I think it's hilarious. I, I love working on those and it's like my favorite thing to do. So it kind of helps to keep me grounded and keeps it all fun. And it's like, it reminds me, yes, this is why I love doing YouTube. And it reminds you that it's your channel. Like it reminds you that it's like as much as uh, uh, your channel becomes part of the community, which gets built upon it and, and they have a voice. Um, you know, 
at the very least, it's always 50-50. There always still has to be that 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 safe space for you to be able to go and do something. Uh, and just like you say, be mindful about it. I mean, whenever we do a sponsored video, we, we try our best to like kind of buffer it with content which we know the audience is going to like. Or if you find yourself in a position where it's like, here's a video that I want to do. I know I'm going to take some not heat for it, but I know, I know what I'm going to get through this. So I follow it up with exactly what you're looking for. So therefore they can, you know, that that way I I fill both needs. I think it just takes a while to get used to knowing what your, how your audience will respond to any situation, you know, and that just takes time. One of the things that I noticed in the Halloween video, and I'd be remiss if I didn't bring it up for myself and also for the many people who liked the comment, um, there was someone who left a comment um, that started with uh, calling you a goof, <laughs> just a goof. <laughs> but I don't think it was meant that way. I don't know. Perhaps. Anyways, uh, I went back and rewatched that video and saw the tips and the board kept moving. Did you really think a year ahead for your Halloween video? That well, was two years ago or yeah. two years ago. No, I, in all honesty, I knew when I, I could, I was just kind of doing that because I thought it was funny because people were complaining about that video back two years ago the Ouija board video. And I just thought it'd be funny if I just kind of in the background moved it around, didn't say anything about it. And I thought maybe someday I'll be able to use this for something. Well, that someday is right here. And then I changed the the titles of the videos. Surprisingly, actually kind of worked out pretty close. I had to retcon a few of those, you know, to get the title, the letters to all match up. But it was, it was just fun to do that. But now I wish I had the total foresight to have done this all, but it was kind of a half and half mixture. Well, and you, you used Sunshine Day and you made a montage and you, you, you drew on a, a goatee. Was that a permanent marker? Was that a dry erase marker? Had, what's it's, like a no, it's like a makeup, grease. I'm assuming. Yeah. Like a little Using a Sharpie probably just is to scrub that off. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I said that and I realized how silly that sounds. Uh, so one of the things that we wanted to to do was start having our conversations be um, a little bit more focused. And one of the things and ideas that we've been tossing around is um, a couple segment ideas. So I think right now might be an excellent time to kind of segue into that because we've been thinking and, and we're gonna introduce this for the first time. And uh, this is a segment where we are going to talk about uh, a YouTube channel. And, and Steve, help me out if I'm not explaining it correctly. But my understanding was we want to come to the table with a YouTube channel, which we think best kind of exemplifies all of the things that we love about YouTube. Should yeah. be something that you respect from a professional level or as like, you know, as a professional YouTuber, uh, you know, doing their thing. And also something that either makes you laugh or makes you think or teaches you or, or whatever. Yeah. And so we wanted to, uh, we wanted to kind of do this segment and we agreed that we would um, feature one channel in each of the podcasts and, uh, and that we would flip-flop. So basically I would do, uh, I would do it one week and Steve would do it the other week. And this week is my week. So and, and, the, and the catch of this is I have no idea what you're going to, what you right. brought up. We don't, we don't discuss these. So I think it'll be fun. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll mention a channel I already know about, but probably not because there's, there's more than a few channels on YouTube. I think that you will know this channel. Oh, However, really? I hope that you would look at what I have to say about this channel and be like, I fully understand why chat went with this because I will tell you the truth. I thought long, and this is not just, this sounds like a little segment and I spent five minutes thinking about it. <laughs> I literally spent about three hours last night really, yeah. really figuring out who was going to be the first channel. So let's get right into it because there's no title segments. There's no flashy graphics. There's maybe, no maybe jingles I'll, maybe yet. I'll, maybe I'll create some flashy graphic, flashy graphics in a I don't bumper. even think we have a name for this segment. No, we don't. We're just, that's the, that's the rustic roughness of... <laughs> so here, I'll do it this way. This channel that I picked has 15 million subscribers, uh, has 3 billion video views, and we don't know the name of the person who runs the YouTube channel. Uh, this could be a couple different ones. Go ahead. So should I keep doing this until you actually end up guessing? Yeah, you, you go ahead and just, just 
you just tell your thing. Otherwise, I'm going to guess something that's going to be totally wrong. And then I discovered this YouTube channel way back in the day uh, because of a similarity in our content. In 2013 mm-hmm. or 2014, I think it was, I was surfing around because we had one of our first viral videos be uh, how to clean a toilet or something like that. So <laughs> in and around that time, it was very interesting after that video did very well to go and see all of the other videos that came out around that time. They saw the success of that video. So a bunch of people made how to clean toilet videos. And this channel made one. However, this channel made one that was unlike any other how-to video I've I, ever seen. I am and you, the, the light just went on. And I hope you're like, that's fantastic that he chose how-to basic. How-to basic. First <laughs> channel. I so, knew it. I knew it. Yes. Here's, you know, when you said, when you said a faceless channel and we don't know who the guy is, my first thing came to mind was how to basic. And then he started describing, I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. I'm so happy. And the way that I figured we should maybe, do, well, it doesn't matter. You can do this however you want to do this. The way I, 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 I kind of felt comfortable talking about it was just writing down five things. And this is what took me a lot of time. Uh, was to write down five things as to why I, I picked uh, how to basic. So the first point is the concept is so simple, so repeatable, so easy to do. It was first person. It was deliberately low budget. It, 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 it is sorry, so simple to start. You didn't need a fancy whatever. And part of it was he didn't even edit the beginning and ending of the video. You would literally hear the sound of like the you know lens cap coming out or the record button being pressed and like you'd hear whatever and he would end it with like camera jiggle and like there was no editing involved at the beginning and he kept it as simple as possible because that was the style of the videos that he was spoofing at the time so it uh, it worked out well so i love the fact that the concept is so simple like it just starts off as like it's like oh this is a how-to video this really looks like a how-to i'm really into the and then it just goes into crazy land Point number two, he stayed in his lane, or he stayed in his lane for uh, eight years now. He's literally done the exact same type of video. And as I said, like he started doing it um, to um, to kind of uh, spoof the way that videos used to be. And then he's grown it to like have the video production style and, and he's ramped it up accordingly without making it too over the top. I don't think he's ever really jumped the shark as much as that's a... It's a weird space to kind of define for a channel like How To Basic. Um, but he certainly stayed in his lane. Number three, the content is evergreen. I was searching for how to clean a toilet. And that's literally what he gets to title his videos. And he gets he uses these wonderful stock images. So it looks like a very appealing, you know, lasagna, plate of lasagna. And the title is how to make a tasty lasagna. And he, you know, he starts in. So there's just an evergreenness to his content. And I think that helps him be relevant today and kind of be relevant eight years ago. Uh, The fourth point, he's become talented in what he spoofs, as in if you watch some of his videos, some of the recipes that he makes at the beginning of the videos look incredibly tasty. He doesn't take shortcuts and try to like half-ass the recipes much. He actually clearly kind of learned how like he like butters the the dishes before making like a souffle and and then again, it goes into crazy land. And the last thing was just commitment, commitment to like being filming a video and knowing you've already thrown 35 eggs against the wall and you have to throw another 100 and then you have to throw 500 packages of ramen noodles and then you have to so it's not only commitment to doing that for the filming but knowing that he clearly needs to clean it up whether it's a, a set or if it's home or whatnot that needs to be cleaned up and disposed of and whatnot and just thinking while he's throwing all of those eggs at the wall the commitment is immense. The commitment in his editing is immense. And I love the fact And my final point and the main reason why I picked him is because I love quite like uh, they tried to do on Top Gear with the Stig. I love the thought of a character that is anonymous. And part of the mystique about the character is like you don't truly know who he or she is. And I love that about How To Basic. Oh, it's a, it's a great, you know, honestly, I haven't watched how to basic in a long time. And I thought now that you mentioned it, I'm looking through there and you know, oh my God, you're right. He is still cranking out the same content. You know, a lot of it is, it starts out legit. And I, it's like a troll almost in a lot of ways. If you don't know how to basic and you're searching for something, how to whatever, 
it starts out real legit. You think this is going to be a real thing. And then all of a sudden it just goes like just off the rails. It's hilarious. And it's wonderful because he fills the need of a first time viewer who experiences it for the first. So it's like watching, um, it's like watching, uh, what's the movie where all the people are dead? The Bruce Willis movie or uh, the icy dead people movie. I don't even remember the name. Oh, of that the, movie. the uh, sixth sense. Uh, yes. So it's, it's kind of like the, the, the sixth sense in that way where, um, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I lost my train of I'm thought. I'm just cracking up watching his, because uh, I thought I would take a look at his most recent video and September 22nd, he posted it and it's <laughs> how to make the Travis Scott burger. And it starts out literally the first minute of it and for those anybody who doesn't know how to basic they're very short form videos they're they've always been under like two or three minutes at least as far as i know maybe he has some longer ones they were super short at the beginning he started he started his channel literally by just doing like the spoofs were just like how to turn on a light and it was a five second long video of turning on a light uh, and then there were slowly like eggs started getting getting involved in food and now it's just completely off the rails (laughs) because every but my point with the uh, sixth sense was talking about the whole like um, uh, uh, the whole first time viewer gets the impact of watching that movie, but it's so well done that you can watch it knowing what's going to happen and still appreciate all of the details that are that have gone into that movie. And I found the same with his content. And I think that's why he still does incredibly well. There's a lot of channels that have crazy millions of subscribers, but not many still have the ability to produce the exact same content and get really strong views. He doesn't have right. one video with 200 million views that captures most of his attention. He's, you know, like he's consistently been able to get really good traction, really good engagement with first time people who watch and like, this is amazing. And their heads explode to the people who watch and they know exactly what's coming. And he still kind of gives them exactly what they want. Cause you want to see how like he, he, he probably got well past being able to push the levels, but he does completely different things. And he sometimes takes swerves that you would not expect. I was just imagining I'm watching this, uh, this burger video and it goes up to about a minute. looks pretty legit. looks like a pretty tasty burger. looks like every one of these kind of food, food uh, videos you would watch, you know, very well lit and everything. <laughs> and then as he's stacking it up on comes like this Fortnite dvd case or something <laughs> and just splats it on there and then from there it just goes crazy you know <laughs> oh my so, god and hit the amount of eggs this guy has gone through yes. over the years so I, I i did read while i was doing while, while i was reading as much as i could about him i did read that like the biggest criticism facing he he has consistently faced over his career has been food wasting wasting food and right. just the like there was a bit of like a, a, a meme or not a meme but like a a thing about people filling the comments with people in Africa are starving and yeah. you're wasting food. I read on Reddit. Uh, so, I mean, take that for what it's worth that he did actually address this by saying that apparently he works or worked at a food store and he used, used an expired, not used expired food for this. Who knows? Perhaps that was a very convenient way to kind of sidestep that, thing but that was the really the only thing that i could find like he tends not to be overly political or like push boundaries and it's very random and sometimes you would look at the stuff and be like it's gross because the sound effects are a little gross and he does a lot of grunting and 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 it's just gross to see what you know ends up being made uh after you mix you know honey and ramen noodles and fish heads and all of that together but outside of that i perhaps this will end up being the chad and steve have a podcast, YouTube Hall of Fame, and perhaps he's the first <laughs> inductee. Yeah. I don't know if that's what this is going to be, but either way, How to Basic is the first of this feature. It's it's amazing what he's done with that channel, and um, you know, it seems it's so deliberate what he's doing. What do you think of these faceless channels like that too? Because there's there's a lot of those, and it's an interesting way of making videos because it, i guess there's always mystery <laughs> you always kind of want that face reveal and you know cgb gray does that i watch kitty saurus which is another spaceless yep. channel she just she will not show her face just the cats for there it makes sense she's just focusing on there and i think it makes sense with with uh how to basic because it's it's like you get that first person kind of 
yes. feeling. And it, it is almost cathartic just to watch this stuff happening that you can't imagine doing that in your own house. I mean, and it looks really looks legit like it's in his, I don't know if it's a set or what he uses, but it looks like it's his house that he's just like destroying. And I'm like, oh my God, the cleanup with this would just be immense. I think it adds to the fascination of it all as well. Like it doesn't detract from like, he's not doing live events also. He doesn't have a Twitter that he wants to get people over to. It's not about like, oh, now I have a kid and da, da, da. It's removes all of that and perhaps goes back to my first point where it's like it just keeps the concept simple it's you watching this and it's the exact same thing even though it's different every single time and it's not being muddied by someone's personality or biases or whatnot you don't need to then be like oh it's this person and are they this or are they that do this and then it just takes all of that away and it just allows you to focus on what is brilliant about it which is just the concept and as you say he's he's remained relevant you know, he hit 10 million subscribers in 2018, which means he's gotten 5.3 million in two years. Um, that that's an amazing feat for for any YouTube channel. Yeah, and he's he's consistently getting real high views on these videos. And I wonder if a lot of it is 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 because they're they're short. They're really easy to digest. You know, I mean, I know the trend now is everybody's has really long videos. But <laughs> well, you do notice that his videos do get longer. Like his videos now are like three and a half, yeah. four minutes. Yeah. And he's, he's he's done his best to like. He usually kind of draws out a lot more of the beginning bit. Like I, I find it with his videos, like he really goes hard on that first bit. And then, you know, yeah. kind of the, uh, the end bit is a, is a little bit shorter, but still relevant and still getting crazy views. And uh, I, I, he came up uh, a few months ago and I hadn't thought about him for a long time, but it was because one of his videos trended and I was like, wow, after all these years, still, you know, still videos trending way to go. That's amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. I'm going to, now so, you, you know, what you've done is you've set the bar pretty high. If I've got to come go. up with a channel now. So next week, yeah, I can send you the other ones that I was thinking. But no, you know what? Oh, you you're gonna save those. Do. You gotta yeah. save those. Well, now if it ends up being kind of like a Hall of Fame type thing, you gotta come oh. out swinging. Uh, maybe it shouldn't be that. I don't know where don't it's know. going. Oh, well, just it's just a thing. We're just doing a thing. It is. It is. <laughs> we have another topic we wanted to talk about today too. We do. Like kind of, uh, you know, and we could. You know, here's a, here's how we segue into it. Does how to basic, as far as you know, do any sponsored spots? Really, really good question. I have never. I don't think so. Not that I can think of. It's probably. I've never seen a. Uh, I've never seen a, a like a. Right. Uh, an ad come in or a this or a that. They've always huh. been pure videos from beginning to end, as far as I know. He's probably doing all right with AdSense. These uh, those kind of views. Well, that's a good question because see, like, I mean, comedy videos in general, like, I don't know, it's, it's kind of untargeted. I mean, this is going into what we're talking about, which is sponsored videos. And one of the reasons why we over here at Clean My Space um, uh, love sponsored videos is because they usually end up paying a lot better than AdSense does, oh, or absolutely. like video ads. Mm -hmm. And we do incredibly well in video ads because our CEP, PM is already much higher, usually four or five times higher than an average uh, YouTube channel, simply because we are in such a small niche. But within that small niche, there are so many multi-billion dollar companies. And if you're not a billion dollar company, you're like a centimillion dollar company. And there's just so little. So the the saturation is just much higher. So the CPMs are 14 or 16 or 18 dollars versus you can have a comedy channel which has a very untargeted, usually a younger audience or like a college kind of Reddit mm -hmm. audience. And it's usually kind of like, oh, here's cryptocurrency or like VPN services and whatnot. And those usually traditionally, you know, aren't as as as, as lucrative as working with, you know, companies which uh, are much more interested in a much more focused audience. Yeah, there's kind of two different types of sponsored spots. I mean, when you boil it down, there's the uh, kind of the, the the ones that everybody does, you know, the, yeah. the Squarespace, the... Uh, Audible. Yeah, Audible was was huge. That was, that was my first real like sponsored video was an Audible one. And then there's I don't know. There's a lot of them. The, the joke here, I don't know if it's so much anymore, was the the Raid Shadow Legends. Remember? It was like oh, gosh, a few yes. months ago. It was like everywhere. Everybody was doing this, this game, Raid Shadow Legends. This, and it's just, 
I don't know. I kind of wonder if at some point that that whole bubble is going to burst with that stuff. And I think that the strategies that YouTubers are using and how they place them has, has gotten a lot more, I'm just sensing a more of a, I don't care attitude. Like I'm going to put this thing at the end of my video. And I wonder if a lot of these, I mean, I guess some of those just, they realize that there's just value in numbers. You're just going to put your product out there to as many channels as you can, and hopefully you get some bites, but you know, when those sponsored spots are coming up and you just click away. I mean, I do that even on channels I like, as soon as I hear that spot coming on, I'm like, yeah, I'm done with this. Especially now that you can over. scrub and see the little right. uh, thumbnail of whatever. So you just scrub until you stop seeing screenshots and, and right. them talking about NordVPN and then get right back on. It's, it's and, very true. And sponsors struggle so hard to get that first, you know, yeah. like right at the beginning, but that's usually where the drop-off occurs. And I get that that's where the drop-off occurs, but that, that also doesn't serve them well because that's also where people now are just, you right. know, and then there's this, the second type of sponsored deal, which is more focused. And those are the ones where, you know, if, if you have a, a automotive channel, you would have a sponsorship by, you know, Pennzoil or, or something that makes sense right? for what it is you're doing. And it would be the same with you, you know, with a, a Dyson vacuum or something. Right. It, makes, it makes way, way more sense. And as an advertiser, that would be probably where I would want to spend my money. I'm not sure of which one is more is better for them doing it that way at a fewer channels or just, you know, <laughs> right. I mean, all of YouTube with, with those Skillshare ads, but I got out of that whole game a couple of years ago and I, I never said I won't do it again. I may, you know, do sponsored spots again, but to me, it was kind of just eroding my channel because I, I would know I could look at the my numbers and the analytics and you could see when people drop out of your video you know you can mm -hmm. see that graph and then just like boom and as soon as I would start doing a sponsored spot people would just leave and that that what that does is it just ruins your your watch time or you know that right retention rate you know how long right. people are, and it tells YouTube well I guess people aren't really that interested in his videos so they start recommending them less they start you know and so it, it kind of creates this downward spiral which uh i just thought i gotta get off of this <laughs> this train. Yep. and but luckily i had products that i could sell on my own and i could i would much rather promote my own products and my courses which sell i make a lot more money than i can make off those sponsored deals anyway and this is coming from the person who i used to use in our pitches to uh, brands about as a as an example of an amazing integration was your integration of microjig for however right. long a time that you did that and the way that you did that and the creative way that you did that um to but that also speaks to the difference between working with a brand in a committed way over the course of right. such a long time that it starts to become so. Like you said, it does make sense that we work with that we work with Dyson, but we've also been consistent with Dyson. Like we haven't switched from whoever comes with the most amount of money at a given kind of time, if that makes sense, because it's tough to be one year, go buy a shark, and next year go buy a Hoover. Hey, now we're talking about da da da. So it we your credibility too. Exactly. So we we lead by what we're we're in the very very fortunate position to be working with all the brands that we work with right now are all brands that we use regardless. We were all using these products before we started working with these brands, and we stayed consistent throughout uh, throughout the the like the years kind of coming up um, as to be very, very selective about the brands that we work with. And Melissa was very selective about working with some brands because of environmental impact. She didn't want to work with kind of harsh chemicals or bleaches or cleaners and da, 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 da. Um, but uh, Dyson's not really a company and Dyson hasn't been a company uh, who's very into influencer marketing. So through that entire time, we were using um, Dyson vacuums in our videos and we were being approached by other vacuum companies and having mm. to turn down deals because it's like, it just is not going to work out. There's no way we would be able to right. organically put a video out, 
and be like, hey, this is the Hoover. It's a great da, da, da. And again, I'm just using names, not necessarily you, suggesting. You would have had Hoover. that level of enthusiasm in the video too. That really would have hey, been. Hey, it. it's a Hoover. <laughs> and they would have seen the Dyson hanging up in the background because <laughs> right. we would have put so little thought into it. But that's it. I mean, we turned away, I, whatever, it doesn't matter. But lots of lots of deals worth lots of money simply because it's like that that that's not it. So what would your advice be for someone who has like a small channel and just like wants to do whatever they can, but at the same time, like you say, um, you know, the more you kind of do that and the more we just spent a long time talking about how amazing how to basic is. And one of the things that you can do is go to any video and you will never run into that. Like, ah, here's the big sponsor bit. And that would probably take away from all of the virality of the video. If it were to, you know, yeah. smash, 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 say, hey, this is brought to you by, you know, the flamethrower company or <laughs> whoever, whoever would spend money on a how-to basic video. But um, that's it. Like if you're just like, I mean, we, we've talked about Gus Johnson before and like he does a lot of this stuff because that's clearly kind of how you got to survive because even when you do trend and get millions of views, you still need to hustle because the CPMs on your ads low millions of views still only account for you know a few hundred dollars to like realistically um and then after kind of everybody <laughs> you know at the end of the day that that kind of that that goes away rather quickly too and when you can't when you can get a whole bunch of views but you can't you know get um uh any kind of like real value from it you find yourself like stuck it's like, yeah, what am I supposed I, to do? Work with a Nord VPN and do the thing for 500 bucks or like some gift cards or like whatever <laughs> it may be that I might, or like, do you do stuff where it's like, oh, and if I sign up to the thrift marketplace, I get 15% of your order. And then it's all of this, mm -hmm. but you're taking your content. And now right out of the gate, your content is blessed with some sponsored kind of seasoning on sure. top of it and you can't take that out of the video and that's one of the things that we learned was we started looking through the archive and being like this was a great video and it's like oh gosh it's like look it's just this big commercial yeah. um yeah and it and it's not really representative well, of, 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 of that video's biggest potential right and there's a couple there's there's guys who are doing i say guys there's people who are doing the entire video was clearly the only reason they're doing it is because they're getting some sort of ad sponsorship right. deal that it's not it doesn't feel norm it doesn't feel like they're doing this because they wanted to make this video another thing is that the ad what i was noticing is these sponsorship deals for these i don't even know what you call them these ones you see all the time you know the squarespace right. and, and, yeah. and all that the what they were willing to pay was actually getting lower. I think because there's so many they were the lowest doing it and they're, they're getting worse and worse. Then they were requiring, well now, and you see this, people will say at the very beginning of the video, this video is sponsored by blah, blah, blah. And at the end of this video, I'll have more on that. And so that's right. kind of the format that's evolved with this. So the sponsors know that nobody's going to be watching the ads at the end, except a few people, you know, so they want to make sure they get that name out there at the very beginning of the video just right. so you know that that's there and then you know everybody clicks away at the end and if you're a small channel um and i think for very large channels i don't think it really matters too much and i think it still works for the sponsor mm -hmm. but i think on the small channels it's not good for your channel at all to do that and when you're asking about you know what would you suggest for somebody who wants to build a channel on sponsorships do what I was doing with Microjig was a great situation because it was a highly focused product that I used. I mean, I love it. I still use it. And I, they don't sponsor my show anymore. But it was something that I knew my audience would like. And what they did is they gave me free reign to just have fun with it. And I said, all, they, all we want to do is play this little, I think it was like an eight second spot or something. Because right. like, we do this. So what I'd done is worked out not just a deal for these individual one-off videos, ads on those, but an actual relationship with this company where I could do other things with them. And I could, I could do videos for them, for their channel, mm -hmm. or, you know, I'm on like their website and stuff. And so all this other stuff that kind of went along with it. And then what happened is that, so the, the quick history of that is when they first 
wanted to work with me on that. He said, can we just do the little intro thing? And I'm like, yeah, okay. And so I would introduce it at the beginning with uh, this uh, video is, is sponsored by, and then I would play the little deal. And I did that for like two or three shows. And I'm like, okay, people are going to start to get really tired and annoyed about this thing. So I just started coming up with these crazy different things. And I, I would start to say something and people would think it was legit about the video. And then I would just cut it off with the micro jig spot. So it just became this running gag. And so people loved those micro jig spots. I still have people all the time asking me, you know, I, you should get back with micro jig. We miss those spots so much. We miss them and everything. And, and I, I miss doing those. They were fun. And I'm the one who stopped that relationship with them. It wasn't micro jig. They would love for me to keep, keep doing those spots. But <clears throat> what I was noticing was kind of the opposite of people dropping out of your video because of the ads. Right. Some of my videos, people were dropping out of my video after they watched that ad. They were just tuning in to just see the funny bit at the beginning of my video. And they're like, oh, I don't really want to watch the video. So that was having a detrimental effect on my channel. And that's just, you know, that's prime real estate. You talk to any, you know, YouTube channel guru and they always say, you got to hook them in those first five seconds of your video. And, you know, and so they... And that was, it was taken up with, with an ad space. And so that's why I stopped doing that. And, you know, I'll probably still do some more work with Microjig, um, but it just wasn't, I just wanted to have a more clean look to my videos and be able to use that time. And it was also the same time where I was creating my courses, my woodworking courses, and it felt weird to do. And it, and I would, I, I probably did it on maybe one or two videos where I would do an ad spot and then I would promote my woodworking course. Right. And then if there was the micro jig thing on there, that's three ads. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was like, people are like, no, yeah, <laughs> you don't, you can't yeah. know. And you understand, you get it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're right. That probably is. And I see that a lot on channels too, where they, the whole thing is an ad. And I look through the comments and they're just devastating. People just, they don't, yeah. They'll, they'll put up with the ad now at the end of the video. They kind of understand that's the deal. I don't know yeah. who watches them, but yeah. And about your point about these old videos having those ads. So YouTube has this video editor in YouTube studio. You, are you aware of this thing? Do you know? That you know what? I, I should know this, but you please tell me about it. Cause I, I do know of it, but I well, remember it used to be horrible. It's even as in, It used to just be like, you used to have to strip out all the audio and then replace yeah. it with music. And then you could maybe cut something out, but then it would save it anyways. Well, it's still pretty, it's still pretty shitty. They've got the, uh, you, you can edit your video. What it used to be is any video that was over a certain age, you couldn't edit. It was only like newer videos you could edit, or if it had over so many views, they wouldn't allow you to edit it. But I think they've changed that. Now you can edit. So yeah, I've been going back and to my older videos that have those ad spots in them and I've just, you know, removing them. And it's hard to remove it on that because that editor is so clunky. Obviously they didn't put a lot of thought in this. They're like, whatever. You can't like move forward frame by frame. Type and of it's, thing. you can't even do that. It's hard yeah. to, it's just so weird. But if you take the time to work with it, you can, you can work with it and you can cut out different parts of older videos. So that's what I've been doing. And I've been stripping the, you know, the sales pitch from the, they always call under, above the fold, you know, those first yes. three lines of your description that they always want their ad spot there where you can see it without having to say, click more, you know? And so I've been restripped all those out. I figure they've, they've got their money's worth on it. And that's the thing about those ads is once you put a sponsored spot in your video, it, it's there forever. It's unless, there forever. Unless you do this, you know, but you know, honestly, when I first started doing those sponsored spots, I enjoyed doing them a lot. They were a lot of fun because I would work them into my video and people really liked them and I make them funny and I would do little skits and I thought they were hilarious. People liked them. But then the sponsors, and this would have been maybe 2014, 15, 16, those years were probably peak sponsorship years for me. But then the sponsorships, they started just getting really demanding. They're like, okay, okay, here's what we want. Bullet yeah. points, say the, say the thing, you know, yeah. 
sing and dance for me monkey and, <laughs> and, and so that was it was kind of like oh, well, these aren't fun to do anymore now i just got to read through a bunch of bullet points and when you read those when you hear those ads that's all people are doing they're just reading through you know the script that they they give them but uh, what what year did you commit to stopping doing this 2017 how long how long did it take you to come to that decision well i had to i knew i was going to do that but i had to finish up some contracts that i had with advertisers and it was at the end of the year so once january rolled around in uh, i guess it was 2017 it's probably yeah and that, that was it and now in 2020 or in 2021 like or 2018 if- maybe i'm trying to remember the whole because I must have made the decision in 2017. I stopped doing a lot of those. And then once I finished my final contract in 2018 in January, I haven't done any, any of them since then. Did you mention something on the channel in a video? Did I, you, were you like, hey, I'm going to... I didn't, no. Not until later on. I, I posted a video as why I don't post as many videos anymore. And I, you know... And you kind of explained, explained it in there. A lot of it, yeah. But, so what would it take now? What would it take now for a sponsor to come? It would take a sponsor that makes sense for my audience, one that will let me have fun and make it fun for my, I actually had a really couple, I have some videos that I did that were total sponsored spots. You know, it's the kind where you put right in the title, sponsored video. So this is like, it's not even an integration. This is a full on out ad. And I did some of those for Craig. Uh, they're a company that makes specialty tools and clamps and things. And so I did a few of those and they were so awesome with me. They were like, yeah, man, just do your thing. And so it was great. So it would take something like that. I would, uh, or if it's an integrated spot to just let me still have free reign to do what I want, it would have to be a product that, that my audience wants and that I like, you know, if I don't really want to do these these generic ones that everybody right. does. It really right. needs to be focused on, and, and they need to pay a lot. It has to be worth it financially to do it because I think what a lot of people do is they just jump into these things because they see money, especially if you're kind of new to YouTube. And I get it. Some of these brands will just offer you like, Oh, yeah. a couple hundred bucks or something yep. to do one of these spots. And then what the, I think what they're hoping is that they're like rolling the dice and that somebody's going to have a viral video <laughs> and then you're going to have like this million views and you only spend a couple hundred, a couple hundred bucks on an ad. And it's like money in the bank. Yeah. You get enough small channels to commit. I mean, I, I guess it makes sense, but I think you kind of lose both things end up suffering. I, I, we have, worked very hard to try to create and we're lucky enough to have sponsors where we can directly integrate what the sponsor is talking about into a video without it even kind of seemingly kind of like crowbarred in and like forced in Uh, and again because we've also been true like in non-sponsored videos to use the same sponges so whether or not it's a scotch bright sponsored video we're still using their sponges. So we don't work on a video by video basis anymore with any of our sponsors. No one comes and is like, we want one video and say yeah. this because that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's, you know, putting something in a video, which is going to be like, yeah, it's great. I can make whatever, a whole bunch of money off of one video because, you know, I can. Um, but yeah, we, we started to move more towards, uh, kind of like larger, like annual contracts where YouTube videos are part of it. And it's usually four or five, whatever, over the course of a year. And we think about kind of timing. So therefore it isn't, you know, all at once or within a short period of time. And we think about the content that kind of goes around that and the content itself, we worked very hard to make it be, the most appealing content we use as containers for sponsored videos, just because we want it to be, we get that it's a sponsored video. We get that there's a commercial aspect to this, but we're giving you the absolute best content that we possibly can. We're not just calling it in and, you know, jamming in the sponsor name, but a lot of the stuff that we do is stuff outside of that. Like Melissa talks to magazines or Melissa goes on a television show and talks about a product and just having Melissa kind of, you know, have that relationship with a, sponsorship is a little bit different than just like, you know, do a video. I'll give you $500 in that video. Talk about audible, even though audible has nothing to do. And we did audible ads Mm -hmm. back in 2014 or 2015 when everybody on the platform was doing audible ads, everybody from the largest to the smallest. No, I remember how much uh, you got paid. 
Right. Uh, uh, Pootie Pie still does NordVPN ads and, and Gus Johnson does those. And that like they're those low. And again, you know what? What was great about working with Audible back in the day is they didn't, they paid the lowest, but they would lock you up for like six videos. They'd yeah. be like, do it in six videos and do it as many times as you want and just yeah. talk about a book that you like. The way that they were just like, whatever. They didn't really even kind of care. They would listen to it. And so long as you kind of talked about an ebook that you liked and offered yep. the code and provided this, that, and the other, that's great. But ultimately what we're talking about is that's, that's a commercial in your content. That literally is a commercial in your content. And 250 bucks right now or 2,500 bucks right now or whatever that may be looks great. But then you start having these really large pieces of content, which are the basis of what you're kind of building up on this platform. And you know, your portfolio content is sponsored. Your portfolio content includes commercials. And like you said, like now you can kind of go in and snip that stuff out, but that's tough. That's tough because you're it trying is. to make money, but at the same time, you're trying to stay true to not have, you know, your content just be an excuse to get sponsors. And I think for a lot of channels, it's really the only thing you can do. And I, and I cut them a lot of slack and, and especially getting back to a, a comedy channel. What else are they going to do? What, right. what product <laughs> fits in with comedy? You know, uh, there's, so it has to be just kind of random products that they do you know, or, or the big ones that every, everybody does. And, you know, I think some of, some of these guys try to make the ads fun. I, I noticed that that's kind of waning that I don't see as much of that anymore that everybody kind of, it seems like everybody's just kind of getting eh, tired of them. And they you know, the of, angle that I see being used a lot more, if you want to support the channel, go and do it. Right. Like even just yeah. go sign up, get the newsletter, you know, tell them Gus sent you or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, again, we're using Gus Johnson as an example, because he does exactly that. He's like, eh, you know, I'm sure all of the people who are hardcore Gus, fans probably did the call to action a long time right. ago and i'm sure don't do it every single time but like there's also just kind of like i get it that it looks good on nordvpn because they're supporting creators creators like it because you know here's a company willing to actually do it but you know i think most most viewers understand the need for these kind of sponsorships anymore but it really does take a certain tact from the creator uh to have that palatable, you know, it, you have to be aware of the audience, how they're going to perceive it, how you can do it in the, the least intrusive, annoying way. And, you know, you still get the ad out there and you, you're getting paid for it. And, and, you know, how else are you going to make some money? You got Patreon, I guess, but yeah. you know, especially if you're a smaller channel, the AdSense isn't worth diddly. But the same thing, it ends up being tough because you're using your, you're using your platform, which is supposed to be showcasing you and you're, you're kind of selling some billboard space along the way, kind of as it were. And it, it, our frustrations with working with uh, like kind of one-off sponsors was just like them coming in being like, we like it like this. We like it like that. We need a thing here and da, da, da. And then they start kind of like moving things around and you do the thing that you thought you were supposed to do when you were, you know, initially agreeing to this, but you know, after the second set of revisions went to the thing, they're like, yeah, we really don't like that second segment. So why don't we just yank that out? Why don't we just make it a commercial about our product? And then we can just take all of those other points out because they don't mention anything today. And you start doing that enough where it's like, this isn't worth the $2,000 or this isn't worth the $200. Yeah, or this I, was, I was getting So as much as, as much as I understand that you want to say yes, and as much as I understand that there certainly is a time and place to say yes, I think it's I think there's a lot of space to also say no and understand the value associated with that. You don't, not just passing up an opportunity, you also saying no to a sponsorship allows your content to take center stage as opposed to, you know, needing your content to also be coupled with the sponsor who's helping me, the corporate interest who, yeah. you know, is like my channel brought to you by NordVPN. And ultimately I get it. You're not saying that, but kind of you are. Yeah, I was getting the towards the end of my sponsorship deals, they were, what they were starting to want was guaranteed views. They, yeah. they were saying, okay, we want you to have a hundred thousand views on every video, which I, you know, it's hit or miss, who knows? <laughs> some of my videos, are, I'm crappy. Some of them are good. You never know. And then what they would want to do is, okay, we're locking you in for, we'll get like a six month contract or something with them. And they'd say, well, if, 
you, I forget exactly what, it depends upon who, who the, the sponsor was, but they would be like, okay, if you don't have a certain number of views over a certain period of time on these videos, then we want you to give us a free makeup video where you're just going to do this spot for free. And I'm like, no, that ain't happening. That's not the way this works. I can't guarantee how many views my videos are going to get. I'm going to do my best. I try, but I just want to produce good content. So it was getting me really stressed out trying to do these things. And it, it just wasn't fun anymore. And they were fun to do, you know, when I first started doing those. I remember that the first one I did was was Audible. And, and you know, when we were talking about Bethany Moda and how I got inspiration for my channel, watching a channel was totally unrelated. I figured out kind of how to do the Audible spots by seeing I Justine. I Justine mm-hmm. did some really good integrations with Audible where she would make it a se- separate little segment in there. And I thought, oh, that's a pretty good idea. And it was just, it was real seamless and it was a nice way to do it. And so it was just one of those things. I learned, uh, uh, <laughs> so funny, uh, uh, mine was JonTron. I saw the way that JonTron did um, Audible integrations and I was like, oh, that's brilliant. He really went hard on the book. Like he, he literally just made it be like, Audible, da, 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 here's the book. And he just went deep on the story and why he loves the book. And then I'm like, ah, oh, that's brilliant. We should just kind of focus on what the product is that we're talking about. And not so much like yeah. go and get 15% off and sign up for a free book. And there's a, there's another guy I haven't seen in ages, John Tron. Still relevant. Still relevant. Yeah. Perhaps we will see him in a uh. coming. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a big John Tron fan. Um, wow. That's what's, yeah. I I wonder though if the if this whole kind of sponsorship bubble is just going to burst at some point. That it's just going to be like there's just everybody who's is, just gets so tired of seeing all of these spots, and then just finally the sponsors they realize that they're not getting the views they think. Just because the video views show up as a hundred thousand doesn't mean they're getting a hundred thousand people watching their ads. Yes. I don't know. I just and, wonder if like the jig's going to be up at some point. Well, I think you kind of, I mean, you kind of pinpointed it earlier where you were talking about the, the, um, the, the blindness that we're having for these things are just like whatever. So even when they are there, they're not being effective anymore. So the model needs to change. They tried in movies to just incorporate products yeah. directly in the movies, but everybody really hated that. <laughs> Pepsi you know, there was the logo shot of the Aston Pepsi. Martin. And, yeah. And it became, and that started kind of becoming the thing. And then it became yeah. like whatever. And it seems like they've kind of pulled back from that. But I do think we're in an interesting place on the platform um, as far as like how uh, how how important sponsored yeah. videos are in the overall um, income streams of a YouTube channel or potential income streams, because you also do realize quickly that there's so many other ways that you can make money off of your content, which isn't directly related to the ads that you get, um, yeah. or even the um, you know making sponsored videos and having you know a few of those do well and and whatever. What happens there is you end up continually chasing, like each year you're like, I hope, I hope the sponsors come back. I hope someone else spends money. You end up feeling helpless and kind of like very passive and reactive in the way that your channel's growing or, or the type of content you want to do. And when you focus kind of on the content, you start to realize that that generates more trust in what people are liking from you on the platform. So I can really trust to go to how to basic and never really be advertised to. So there's very interesting opportunity for them or him to be like, Oh, we have a merch line or we have a, this, or we have a, that. And there's just like way more support for something right. like that. Merch lines seem to be kind of be now the, the new, yeah, uh, yeah. the, the new yeah. sponsored, the sponsored video of 2015 now seems to be like that. I got my merch line. You got people with 140 subscribers and they have a merch. cafe really press, love. you know, coffee yeah. mug available with their channel I, logo on it. I don't knock it. I still make a, like a hundred dollars a month or something off of that. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I still have mine. So how about that? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, I don't know if there's any if there's any rhyme or reason to, and I don't even know. What do would you have any advice for like a brand new YouTuber? Say they got a thousand subscribers and they, they've got hit up by a couple of you know random 
emails saying, Hey, we would, we love you. We love your content. And then your, your name is in brackets or something. Because, <laughs> That's right. It's spelled incorrectly. Yeah. I can always tell because I get these emails that say, we love your content, Steve Ramsey dash woodworking for mere mortals. Mere mortals. <laughs> because we all talked it. about it at the office. <laughs> uh, my advice um, we certainly are in a time where someone who doesn't do advertising stands out. It allows your portfolio of content to not be seasoned with advertising. Um, as much as it seems like an immediate fix to an issue, not having money or like getting money to make a video, I promised you, you would be just as well served to make that video without that sponsorship and keep plugging on and not worry about the 200 bucks right now, because there is a good chance that if you kind of look back, you might find yourself in a position where you turned people off because you did it too much or you whatever, or just, mm -hmm. uh, just didn't resonate with people or, or whatever that, that may be. Um, yeah. When, you, and, when you're, when you're doing a lot of ads like that, your audience is really no longer your viewers. They're your product. Right. And what you're trying to do is just sell their eyeballs to the third party. Don't be a catalyst. Mm -hmm. Even when we were, even when we had, large contracts with, with people who are paying us a lot of money to do it. The worst realization was all of the agency people and all of the people from the brand, just looking straight through you and just looking at your subscriber number. Yeah. And it's so dismissive. And they're just like, we know what our metrics are and we know what our, what our, you know, what it needs to be. You just do it. And they look kind of like right through you and you look right through all of your crazy ideas and it was really in like 2017 when I started being bold on these calls and being like, I want to try doing something different. I want to like, just do it this way. Trust me. I think I know what's best. And we spent years doing it the other way because they are there for your eyeballs, your audience, kind of that's it. They deal with thousands of creators, especially these large things. They don't care. It's just a number, but you end up putting your content out there with, you know, their big, their big stamp on it. So just understand that that's what you're doing as much as it's like, Hey, it's support for the channel. Hey, they're also literally putting a commercial in your content, which yeah. is the reason why you're here in the first place. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's, I said, I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to doing more sponsored spots on my channel. I wouldn't be opposed to doing sponsored spots on this podcast, you know, and a podcast, though, they seem to be a little bit different and that's almost expected in a way. And because it, you're, you're reading it and it, I don't know, it feels a little different somehow, but I guess we'll, you know, cross that bridge when we get to it, if that ever happens. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. If you <laughs> say that. Wouldn't that be crazy if we managed to mention NordVPN that many times and then at the end actually sponsored in a whole. <laughs> Maybe that's their whole strategy is they get people talking about how annoying these ads are and like Squarespace and, and Skillshare. And <laughs> when we title this we should put like not sponsored in brackets just in case people are confused <laughs> thinking sponsored. that this is a sponsored. I always like the, the clickbait ones that say not clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, or the, the asterisk emotional, like, Ooh, yeah. oh, now God, I already know how to worst. feel. Thank those you for worst. letting me know. Give me your feel. YouTube scream face and a thumbnail and I'll be happy. Would that work in other ways? Could you do an asterisk? So if emotional works, could you do one, which is like how to, you know, how to sand a thing. Uh, hashtag crappy, like, very informative. I would do or... just do crappy, crappy asterisk. This is a crappy video. <laughs> this is I was, a crappy video. I was doing those, those uh, anti clickbait ones. And those were really fun. I would ask the really clickbaity question in the title and then I'd spoil it in the thumbnail. You know? <laughs> And I, always I don't even need to click. Things that amuse me. Hey, before we go, I wanted to yes. give you a, a recommendation for a TV show. I just finished watching seven episodes, The okay. Queen's Gambit. Oh my God, it is so good. It's on Netflix. What's it about? It's about a chess player. This she is a. It takes place in the 50s and 60s. She's an orphan and learns to play chess at like age eight. And it chronicles her life up until her, I guess, mid-20s or something, where she becomes like a chess grand champion. And, you know, sure, we've seen it all before, but have <laughs> we seen it exciting? But I, I never thought I would be that excited over watching chess matches. And it's not just chess matches, but the way they film it, it's, it's, it's a drama, you know, and she goes through a lot of emotional problems. She was an orphan. She, she, you know, gets addicted to pills and alcohol and has all, all these problems, but it's really, I think the best show I've seen since probably Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. I really liked it that much. That, that was really good. 
That is a, yeah. my goodness, that is a bold statement. Oh, it's very, well, that's it's, highly recommended. And it's got Anya Taylor-Joy, who's one of my favorite actresses. Oh, nice. What's it called? Queen's Gambit? Queen's Gambit, yeah. Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Well worth, well worth it, yeah. Well, as soon as my wife stops making me watch RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars ah. season <laughs> eight or whatever they're on. By the way, I, I kind of dig the show. I, I, it's kind of like just noise in the background while I'm working, but it's enjoyable noise in the background. I'm, I'm actually a big fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. I haven't seen it. I have not seen that show. Well, there's my return recommendation for you. And we'll have the, like the, the TV recommendations now too at the end of the show. At the end, the of, the end of the show, we always, that's right. And if you have a recommendation for us, leave it in the comments. <laughs> right. Well, I think it's time to wrap up another podcast. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening once again. Um, don't forget, you can follow us on iTunes. And hey, and well, it's Apple Podcasts, I think they call it, but it's still, you still use iTunes to, to listen, right? Isn't that? I that think works? that's, yeah, I think that's like the. Yes. Yeah. So if you're in that whole Apple sphere, leave a leave a comment over there because you can leave reviews, not comments, reviews on the on the podcast. We would love to have a review. If we if you leave a review, we'll read it. Unless it's unless it's a really bad review, and what then? And we'll then just, we won't read it. We'll, but we'll if you leave cry. a good review with five, is it is it a star rating? Five system? stars. Five stars. Five stars. Yeah. But there's no other options available. So just go with five stars. I don't even know if we're allowed nice. to do that. Are we allowed to say hey? If you if you leave us a good review, we'll, we'll say it on the podcast. You're, like you're worried that Apple will remove them because we're soliciting reviews. It's <laughs> right. not like we're saying we'll offer a twenty five dollar Amazon gift card to everyone who leaves a five star review. <laughs> it's not like Apple's even listening to this, this, this <laughs> podcast. True. I believe they have to, right? They have to listen to every podcast that gets uploaded. <laughs> That's on the way the it platform. works. I'm pretty sure. They That's how sure. the algorithm works. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find us on Spotify, which is where I personally listen to my podcasts. And follow us over there, and then you, you'll get you'll get a notification when the the new podcasts come up. I get notified of my own podcast, which is kind of weird because then it comes up, and it's not right away. I, I'll post the podcast on there, and then it's like hours later. It says, "Hey." Chad and Steve have a podcast, have posted a new podcast. And I, I get excited. It's like, hey, I was I there and I'm still excited. And YouTube, don't forget, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're almost up to a thousand subscribers. And by almost, I mean, we're, it's kind of far, but it's kind of close too. It's a couple hundred. And when we get yeah. there, we'll do a thousand subscriber. Right. Oh, and this was our 10th, this was our 10th episode. We were going to have like a 10th episode party, like a retrospective of our first 10 episodes. But we never did. I totally forgot. That's right. About we that. didn't do that. However, we also wanted to say we wanted to do an episode where we like reintroduced ourselves oh, we because we've spent that. ten yeah. episodes talking about YouTube and, and a whole bunch like, of other stuff. These, but yeah. we really haven't kind of. So maybe uh, maybe that's what we do. And that's the season or uh, episode eleven special will be the the the. I like how I like how on every episode we we, we say you know that's what we're going to do on the next episode. Right. And, we, we don't and then we don't. But that's then <laughs> there's another bit that we have. This is great. <laughs> we do need to introduce ourselves because people are like, who, who are these guys? We, that's we, true. We need that street cred, you know, like, oh, yeah, we, we actually do work on YouTube. But all of you are listening to this podcast take shape in real time. And that's actually what we wanted to do. As in, this would have been all stuff which tripped us up and we would have right. never actually gotten to recording the podcast. So and true. here we are 10 episodes in just because we started doing it and we're yeah. learning a way. That, uh, and the microphone etiquette's way better. And I removed my my big spit guard. guard the, so I will try not to say peas very loud. Pop, pop. I will not pop. Yeah, I need, to, I need to work with my microphone skills, but I'm getting there. We're getting there. Baby steps. Baby See, stops. I just did it again. I just hit the microphone again. I don't know. This whole video is just probably going to be crackle, 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 crackle on the mic. <laughs> It'll be the title of the It's the all episode. my fault. It's all, Oh, and that's Steve. right. I got to do the introduction this time. Oh, that's right. All right. Well, we're going to have to discuss about what we discussed, but we'll do that after the show. Anyways, hey, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.